Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, we made it to a Friday. It's hour two, Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. UCLA head football coach Chip Kelly will join us coming up. Pac-12 is back. But it doesn't look like we're going to expand the playoffs, and it doesn't look like the Pac-12 is that concerned about not being included with the uh, possibility of playing for a national championship. But we'll talk to the UCLA head coach. And once again, the information I found out about the uh, Pac-12, I told you a couple of weeks ago when I was told they were going to start. Originally, it was going to be Halloween. Now it's the following week. But the news was everybody... Every athletic director, every president, uh, they had to be in unison, uh, presidents, that it had to be unanimous, that everybody wanted to come back and try to play. Unlike the Big Ten, where there were a couple of dissenting votes, there were some uh, presidents who did not want to come back and play, but there was some arm twisting there. But the news was everybody in the Pac-12 was in agreement unanimously that they were going to play football. You probably have Oregon that may be able to compete for a Final Four spot, at least in the preseason rankings, they were a top 10 team. It's been a while since we've had a team from the Pac-12 in the Final Four. Go back to 2016 with Washington. Of course, Oregon winning a national title. But uh, I think it's a, you know, an afterthought for uh, that commissioner, Larry Scott, if they're going to be getting a team with, you're going to play six games, then you're going to have that seventh game, which will be you know first place versus first place. And by then, are you going to pass the sight test, the look test, you got to have a great team that's going to emerge. And, you know, this is what Ohio State is banking on, that you're going to get started a little earlier, you're going to pass the sight test, and you're going to be able to be included because you're Ohio State. You know, you don't have that legacy vote with anybody in the Pac-12. USC used to have that, but you don't have that. Uh, Washington and Oregon, sort of, but it looks like, you know, you probably get the SEC with two teams in the Final Four, is more likely than the Pac-12 getting one. 
You might even say three teams from the SEC as opposed to one Pac-12 team. But you have a great team out of the Big 12. Do you have a great team in the ACC? Of course you do with Clemson. Is there anybody else who might step in there? Plus, they're playing 10 games. At least that's what the schedule is. And to play an extra game or extra two games or three games, that's a big advantage here. Can you open up this contract, this TV contract, and say, let's go to eight just this year just to give some revenue back? I don't think anybody's going to complain about it, given what's gone on in the last six months, seven months, if you're able to do that. But if you do open it up, I don't know if you're coming back to four. And you might say, well, that's, you know, that's a good thing. Um, I always get nervous, though, when we keep adding. Like March Madness, if you don't make March Madness, it's an embarrassment. Because what do we have, 68 teams now? And then you're going to get to college football, and you're going to go, okay, now it's 16 teams. If we go to eight, you're going to go to 16. Because everybody's going to realize the same thing. When we had the BCS, and I remember many, many times on this show saying, expand it. Just have four teams in there. BCS, they'd say, no, you can't do it. No, this is we're staying with this. Then they go to the Final Four, and everybody's like, oh, this is awesome. Look at all the money we're making. And then they're going to do the same thing for eight, and then they'll go to 16. Hopefully they would cap it at 16. But I, I don't know if they will, because they'll look at all the money. The question is, can you pull this off? Can you still have bowl games? Will fans be able to travel? You know, those are things that are really interesting here. So... As, as we look at the Pac-12 this year, I think there's a foregone conclusion that they will not be part of the conversation. Yeah, McLevin. I mean, don't Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Ohio State, it feels like those four just had a collision course yeah. every year, especially this year, though. Yeah. But, you know, they have a, a, a tradition here as well. Like, you want to make sure if you take a chance on a team that, like, Notre Dame is not ready to compete, from what I'm told, with Clemson. Just not. Now, top 10 team, not ready to compete. Uh, good team, solid team, not a great team. And you don't want to get in there and, and have a blowout. And that's where you have to kind of pass the sight test here. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to Peacock, our TV partners, and our great radio affiliates around the country. The Lakers wanted some free throws. They got some free throws last night as they picked up the victory. 28 of 35 from the line. Anthony Davis shot 14 free throws. LeBron shot 14. I wondered, would he be in double figures from the free throw line? And if he was, the Lakers were going to win the game. Now, the Nuggets head coach, Mike Malone, took a little jab at his coaching counterpart, Frank Vogel, and had this to say after the game. Late in the game, I thought Jamal Murray attacked the basket a few times where it appeared to be contact. So we'll watch the film and we'll send our clips in and we'll reach out to the NBA and, and kind of make our points noted. And uh, whether whether them going through the proper channels affected tonight or not, I have no idea. Uh, the NBA does a great job of listening. And then hopefully you, know, you hope that next game, um, maybe some of those fouls are called. I like how he says the NBA does a good job of listening. I get, it was his way of saying, well, I guess I got a lobby here. Maybe a little too late, but uh, down three games to one. Battle of the Beard versus the Mustache was one-sided last night. The Beard, Ryan Fitzpatrick, led the Dolphins past Gardner Minshew in the Jags here. And, you know, two quarterbacks have a lot of similarities. Fitzpatrick, seventh-round pick out of Harvard. Minshew, a sixth-round pick out of Washington State. Neither had great expectations coming into the league. And Fitzpatrick has been Mr. September. 
but you know, never really able to shed that image of a late round pick who seemed to be overachieving. And the same with Gardner Minshew. No matter how good he is this year, if Jacksonville ends up with three wins and they're on the clock for you know one of those two top quarterbacks, he's probably going to be looking at a team drafting his successor. Minshew just starting out, but you get the feeling that he's going to make a strong case to play. But the question is, is he viewed as a franchise quarterback? Fun to watch last night, but uh, you know I was flipping around with the Lakers and the Nuggets. Also, South Alabama UAB got to watch a little bit of that as well, and then uh, you know the Thursday night game. Is there any? Is there a great college game this weekend, Paulie? Great, no, but there's a ton of good. Uh, Florida Ole Miss. Here's a, here's my five star Kentucky covering versus Auburn. Kentucky Auburn. Um, <laughs> slip that in there. Louisville Pitt. Mississippi State LSU. Mississippi State's decent this year. Mm-hmm. Texas, Texas Tech, Army, Cincinnati. That's two ranked teams, by the way, Army and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. Georgia, Arkansas. Ooh, not good. Arkansas, not good, Dan. Don't don't put in your hopes on that. When's the last time Arkansas was good? The Mallet era, the Joe Adams, that kick returner. Like, when were they really good? Bobby Petrino. Oh, really good? Yeah. 70s. I mean, really good. Well, the Darren McFadden days, they're pretty good, but not like national title good. Probably the Darren McFadden days. Yeah. Um, Alabama, Missouri. Florida State, Miami. Yeah, that's good. Night game. Yeah. Tennessee, South Carolina. I'm interested in that as well. The the new and improved Tennessee Volunteers. And by the way, the head coach of Tennessee just got a raise without playing any football games this year. So that's Pruitt. Yeah. You got a got a raise. Based off recruiting. Yeah. Uh, and then that's about it. That's a nice slate. You know, I was talking to my uh, college football source last night. And, uh, you know, we got around to the uh, process of, you know, when you get a player or you lose a player, a player that's right under your nose in your area of the country, and then you lose him. And I said, how does, how does that happen? And so my source said, well, let's say you're recruiting somebody who's in a state where there's another big school but you find somebody who might be a booster in that area, maybe a former player, maybe um, a, a friend of a booster, and then that's where you get to a high school coach. You want to make sure that that player knows that you're going to take care of him. And I go, okay, well, how do you take care of a player? Well, let's say his parents want to go to every game. All right, we'll make sure we take care of that. He said the coach, head coach is never involved in this stuff. It's always an assistant who will let somebody know, let somebody know, let somebody know. And then that's how you get these players. And uh, I said, but do coaches get involved? He said, there are two coaches right now in college football, and the word is they're sloppy. You know, you got to be buttoned up when you're going to go after a player. He goes, you know, it's not like SMU where you're just handing money. It's not like Eric Dickerson getting a car or uh, Marcus Dupree getting a, a trailer or whatever he got for his mom. You know, this is... This is a little bit a little bit more undercover, but you keep it away from the athletic department, the head coach, and he said, you know, sometimes a kid will come in and doesn't want anything. That he just wants to go to your school. But, you know, we keep you know Oh sorry. He said, you know, everybody keeps an eye on everybody. He said, I will say this the Pac twelve does not do this. Like there was almost this agreement, I think, in the Pac twelve that they weren't going to give these crazy benefits to players or the families as well. I said, well, maybe they should. It's reflected in the rankings, apparently. <laughs> Get some of those Silicon Valley guys to chip in. Yeah. Get Zuckerberg to boost up Cal or something. But 
I just I, he said there are two coaches that are getting sloppy with their re, you know how they recruit and and he says I can give you names and I go I'd rather you didn't he goes all right but he said I, I'm gonna I'll come back to this if these schools go on probation but there are two schools that are sloppy right now does the conference rhyme with messy she I'm not gonna say that <laughs> I'm not saying anything okay. no nah, I'm just giving you some information there that's all I'm doing. <laughs> but you know this is this continues i know we like to think that everybody is uh you know, it's about student athlete and you still have to get these players know like these pay, players get paid not you know what their value is but you're going to get first class airfare you're going to get hotel accommodations tickets making sure your family gets taken care of you may need some money he said some schools once you get in it's easier to take care of you with benefits and I, I you know I'm just fascinated with how this happens but he said coaches don't get involved and there were head coaches who got involved there were people and he was telling me this pipeline of coaches who who coached under a uh, a great coach legendary coach and they all learned how to do it they didn't do it as well as this guy did but it was just kind of interesting that this does can you know there are certain guys certain schools that you just know if they can get a guy, they'll go the extra mile to get that guy. There are certain schools where you're just going to go there. And uh, so kind of kind of interesting of how the whole process works there. You got to get to a guy, get to a guy, and then you might get to the high school coach who then gets whatever the message gets sent to the family and the player. Yeah, Paul. If you watch that SMU 30 for 30 about the SMU in the 80s, it's the greatest picture you're ever going to see that defines college football. There's uh, Eric Dickerson, who's 6'3", 220. He's still in high school, and he's standing in front of a gold Trans Am, the flashiest car <laughs> you could possibly give the best running back in the country. And the word on the street was that A&M gave it to him because he had early committed to A&M. And then somehow <laughs> the car went away, and he became an SMU Mustang. Yeah. He, he traded in for a better deal. I think he just got straight cash, homie. Yeah. I think that's what he got. Uh, it's a story to keep an eye on. I keep wondering where Mike D'Antoni is going to end up. And I still think New Orleans is the best place for him. And, you know, but he hasn't won anything. I know that, you know, we covet or teams covet Mike D'Antoni because, you know, he's revolutionized offenses, but they, they haven't won anything. Now the talk is that maybe Philadelphia would be a landing spot, but numerous reports say that if he does go there, he doesn't want Joel Embiid. So what kind of offense are you running if you don't have Joel Embiid, your best offensive player there? And I, I think that's the interesting part of it. That roster makes me nervous. There's, there's, there's talent but it just feels like it's a hot mess. And if you're Mike D'Antoni, I'd much rather go to a younger team in New Orleans. But it just feels like that was the destination. But, you know, Billy Donovan decided to go to Chicago. He had a younger team there and you know, turned down the Philadelphia job, reportedly. So, and then if you get D'Antoni in Philadelphia, he wants to bring in James Harden. Now it gets really interesting because now you start to look at that roster and go, okay, James Harden, and how does it work with James Harden? Do you go small ball in Philadelphia here? If you get rid of Joel Embiid. Yes, McLovin. 
Give me a little Chris Paul action. I don't know how you pull it off. No, Harden and Paul can't. They, they won't play together. Right. If we don't get Harden, how about Chris Paul? I don't know if D'Antoni left it in good terms with him. What happened with we? And and I don't think Mike D'Antoni's on great terms with Chris Paul. Probably not. Okay. I don't think he threw himself in front of the door to say, don't let Chris Paul out, you know, when they traded him to Oklahoma City. But all these teams with young, talented players who don't seem to try that hard, everyone's like, add Chris Paul. He'll, like, straighten him out. <laughs> Well, I do think Chris Paul would have made a huge difference with the Milwaukee Bucks because you need that guy who understands playoff basketball. He hasn't won anything, but he is tough and he is a he's a floor leader and you need that this time of the year. You got to have that. That experience is really important. And Milwaukee was exposed in the playoffs. Because when it they came up against a Heat team that had answers, that's when you have to have somebody regroup and say, "Hey, we're going to do this. Uh, and they, they, did, it, they didn't have that. But Chris Paul, I'm going to guess, is on another team next year. You know, they talked about the Knicks. That, that's not nice to do that to Chris Paul. Like, he ends his career with the Knicks. Yes, McLovin. I had one on Twitter the other day. How about Kemba Walker, who gets $35 million next year, straight up for Chris Paul, just to get some toughness and defense on the perimeter? Because the Celtics, mm. is, they can't cover anyone. Chris Paul's been a... Or uh, Kemba Walker's been a disappointment. He's great offensively. Very yeah. good offensive player. Yeah, but he's been a liability. And uh, I didn't see that happening. I thought, boy, that was just such a great sneaky pickup for that team. But he, he's been a disappointment. Also, they need a center, too, in Boston, right? They seem to be getting... I don't know if that's because Bam is so good, but they, yeah. they don't have much in the middle. I know, but can we decide if we need centers or not? Because... When you don't have one, then you need one. <laughs> I you tried to tell us Bam Adebayo was great, and we all four was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I know. And he is. Oof. He is great. I mean, he, he was an all-star. You know, that, that's, but it gets, that's where you watch these games. If you just read or watch highlights, then you come away with, if people who are surprised with Tyler Hero didn't watch the Miami Heat during the regular season. Because if you do, then you see he's capable of, doing some really great things there. Now, 37 points in a, you know, Eastern Conference final game, maybe not. But people are going to discover the Miami Heat. If they make it into the finals, they're going to go, "Man, that Goran Dragic is fun." Hey, that Duncan Robinson, he can shoot. Bam out of bio played at Kentucky. I don't remember him. Well, if you watch the games, then you get a better sense of just how good these players are. And uh no, maybe they can put away the Celtics. I expect the Celtics to win this next game for some reason. Uh, but are we ready for the Miami Heat against the L.A. Lakers? Is America going to be excited for that? Now, imagine if LeBron had to go to Miami for these games. That's what stinks. How great would that be that, that this is an advantage for LeBron that he doesn't have to go to Miami with that crowd that would be booing him and they would love to unload on him because he, he had the audacity. I love that the Heat fan go, hey, he left us to you know go to the Lakers. I said, he left Cleveland to go to you. So It's like when college football, when your coach leaves and you get mad that some big school <laughs> stole your coach and then you steal a coach from a smaller school. Let me take a break. Uh, we'll talk to UCLA head coach Chip Kelly. Uh, Michael Thompson, the Lakers radio analyst, will join us coming up in an hour. I think during the uh, live look-in on Peacock, it might be Bratwurst time. Happy birthday, Paul. Yep. 
I, I think we need to unleash the hounds here. And uh, the, I think those brats are ready to come off the Traeger. I got the homemade mustard out there. Some kraut. Celebrating Paul's birthday week. Yes. Yeah, continue. A week. That's right. <laughs> I might get into this. Are you, you guys? Me. Do you guys want to have brats right now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rhetorical question. Yes. All right. Well, it's going to take a break. Chip Kelly will join us coming up. It's uh, 20 after the hour, and we'll get to your phone calls as well. This is the Dan Patrick Show. LegalZoom's been dedicated to helping you with the right solutions for more than 19 years. They've been partners of ours for, I think, 12 or 13 years. If you need a will, living trust to protect your family, or you want to start a business the right way with a DBA, LLC, nonprofit, or more, LegalZoom can help you do that as well. And it's easy to get started online. If you need guidance, they have a network of independent attorneys. They provide legal advice to ensure you're making the right choices. LegalZoom is not a law firm. That's good for a couple of reasons. They don't charge you by the hour, and you don't have to leave your home. Yes, Todd? I love that it's not a law firm. Thank you, Todd. Visit LegalZoom right now and proven, reliable sources, resources for families and business owners everywhere. During these unprecedented times, you want to make sure that you're doing it the right way so you don't start and then stop and then try to do it again. Visit LegalZoom.com today to take care of the important things you need to get done. LegalZoom.com. You need to make it legal. Make it LegalZoom.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year. Be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling. Tastes like Miller time. 
To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know. Take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. This program brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe. Because life's a race, visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews this week or any week from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to danpatrick.com. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG driving performance. Is it ever too early for a bratwurst? That's what I want to know. That's my big question. Because we got the grill fired up today. Granted, it's almost 1030 in the morning, so... This is reasonable. Let's bring in Chip Kelly, who joins us, the UCLA head coach. It's 7.30 your time. Is it too early for a bratwurst for you? We do not have the grills fired up at the moment, but I can make a suggestion. So Yeah, I think it sounds pretty good. Lynch, that sounds good. When's the last time you tailgated? Oh, God. Um, I don't know. Couldn't hey, tell. You've never like gone through the parking lot? at the Rose Bowl and then decided to just stop off and maybe grab a dog or say hello to uh, some boosters? There were some games I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just stay here. I don't know if the next 16 minutes are going to be what I want it to be. So, How do you explain what has happened here in the last two months, six weeks? I don't know. I mean, it, this is crazy. It, it is. It's Well, the best thing is when you say it's 2020. Yeah. So anything is expected. You know, I, I think um, we all thought on August 11th that we weren't going to play. Um, you know, there were some of our schools, obviously, that, it, and it's different because it's different here. That's the one thing about COVID is that it's different in different parts of the country. So when you look at there are other people playing, well, it's not that bad in their state. And then there's other states where, you know, we were not allowed in our building till the beginning of this week. So we have not been in this building that I'm in right now. You know, our players had not been in a weight room since March until Monday. 
So it's different. So when people say, how come they're not playing? Well, there's different restrictions um, at the state level and the local level that prevented us from preparing our guys to play. So we understood when the decision was passed down in August because of the restrictions that a lot of us were on. So, you know, I I think the rapid testing on a daily basis is is the key. And and that's what we hope will will be able to get us to to play on November 7th. Is six weeks enough time to get ready? Yeah, it's pushing it. it. You know, and I hear people say, how come, how does it take six weeks? Well, because our players hadn't been really doing anything. You know, if our players in a normal year are with our strength coach during all of June and all of July, then you need four weeks of camp and you can go because they've had eight weeks to get ready for camp. You know, there are some schools, us specifically the California schools that haven't had the opportunity to do that. So um, we think six weeks will, will prepare us for it. Um, but, but, as you watch other leagues, and that's what we've done, watch other leagues, um, you're concerned, you know, and the concern is you look at all the injuries that have happened in the National Football League, and they had six weeks to ramp up, and and the the injuries that are an all-time rate, and, and they kind of rival when the strike season happened in 2011, you know, so there's, there's a correlation there between how much time you have to prepare, and, and we're very cognizant of that. That's why I think they gave us six weeks, and we just have to be really smart with these six weeks that we have coming up here. Yeah, I looked at what was happening in the NFL and I gave my audience a heads up. I said, you're going to see soft tissue injuries because Mm -hmm. you didn't get that opportunity. You can't simulate, you know, Mm -hmm. a game. No matter how much you try, you can't. And so, I mean, how much of a concern is that going to be for you uh, with with your players? I think it's a concern for all the coaches in in our situation. And you talk to the coaches in the Big Ten that are are two weeks ahead of us. You know, it's the same concern with all of us. if a player tests positive for COVID, he's out for whatever the time he has to quarantine. If he's asymptomatic, is it 14 days or 21 days, depending on what your league is. But if a guy pulls a hamstring, he could be out for 21 days also. So, and when you're playing a six game or seven game regular season, if you're missing three weeks with a hamstring injury, it's like missing a season. So we have to be really smart in how we prepare our guys. You, I don't know if it's better than spring football because you didn't get that opportunity for spring football. And last time we talked, we didn't think we were having fall football, but mm-hmm. would you rather have this truncated six, seven game schedule or roll the dice and try to play in the spring? As long as it's safe. And I think what the, the, the key is, is, is the fact that we have daily testing. So if you tell me it's a safe environment and that every day we go to work out here, um, the guys we're working out against, we're positive that no one is, is, uh, is carrying COVID then, then, then we want to play and we want to compete and our players are excited about that, but they have the same concerns. Is it going to be a safe environment? And from what we understand with the new testing, um, they're starting to implement that. We're hopefully by next week um, that it will be. And if it's a safe environment, our guys want to play football. They want to compete. And we all want to do that. You know, spring ball's fun from a teaching standpoint, but you know, whoever wins the spring game, you know, for who gets burgers and who gets hot dogs is, uh, <laughs> or now bratwurst, we could add bratwurst. Um, is it really, like playing against SC, you know? And then you look at not, you know, you're getting started later and Mm -hmm. can a team get into the final four conversation uh, with the PAC 12? Yeah. And, and you're probably going to, you know, get X'd out. You're not, you're not going to have enough games and the time frame as well. And I don't know if you have a great team in the PAC 12 this year. You're right on all points. And I don't know how it, fits um i think at least there'll be a conversation um but you don't know and and there's so many unknowns you know the the fact that you get all these congratulations phone calls on hey you guys are going to get to play i'm like well we hope so and they what do you mean by that i said 
there's already been 21 games canceled. So, you know, we could get to the beginning of our season and then have games because of COVID and an outbreak at a, on a campus or at a school and have some of our seven games canceled. So we have a seven game season scheduled, but that doesn't mean we're going to get them all in. And, and, you know, you look at Houston, who's had five, they've had five games canceled, you know, that, I don't know how we would handle that. You know, if we start, we're playing a seven game season and you get five of them canceled. So, um, I don't know. And I, I, I heard them say yesterday, well, the one thing that they came out with was that there's no, um, threshold for games one to be bowl eligible. So, um, I'd like to congratulate everybody in the Pac-12 <laughs> on being bowl eligible. Right <laughs> are so, we, are we having regular bowl games? I, I think they are, but I don't know. I don't think you can use the word regular at all in 2020. So okay, but, what does but, that mean? But, but you may fly somewhere <laughs> and play a game real quick, but then is the opponent playing with the same testing protocols that you have? And there's a lot more that goes into a selection. Uh, that selection Sunday will be very interesting. Like we have to match up people that have the same testing protocols. So let's put this team against that team. Well, neither of the teams won a game. Don't worry about it. They're really good. <laughs> so you, you don't know. You know, I hope that our testing protocol puts us at the top of the list for bowl selection. So, Well, maybe you'll face a Big Ten team that they would have the same yeah. testing. I think they got the same testing, so that'd be great. Uh, we're, we're talking gonna... to Chip Kelly, UCLA head coach. What do you remember about Gardner Minshew at Washington State? Um. We didn't play against him because we we didn't we missed him in the rotation. So I just watched him on film. Oh, okay, and was so thoroughly impressed. You know, just with his competitiveness, uh, his decision making, how quick he was, and how decisive he was in making decisions. Um, and it's you know part of what Mike does with his quarterbacks. But you know, he he may have been one of the better ones to ever play in that system for him. And and you're seeing him do it in the NFL you know it's uh you know last night wasn't a great night for him but I know what he's done up until this point in time has just been kind of extraordinary to be honest with you best quarterback you ever faced where you just didn't have an answer uh in the NFL was Aaron Rodgers you know he he just there were times I think he was just smiling (laughs) this coverage I'll throw it here are you gonna play this coverage I'll throw it here all right, this one I'm going to keep the play alive for a little bit, and then I'm going to throw it. It kind of looks like I'm going right, but I'm going to throw it left. So, and I know Aaron, and it was just it was a it was a long day um, at the college level. And know, I still played. maintain, though, Coach Aaron Rodgers makes when he's great, he makes it look easier than any other quarterback I've ever seen. And and that's that's bringing in a lot of quarterbacks. Rodgers and I I understand that feeling of what you must have yeah. because he just at times he feels like he's He's playing chess and you're playing checkers with him. I agree. And and in the same note, I would put Russell Wilson in that same category because Russell can just beat you with his legs. And it's Russell's like, oh, you're going to be in coverage. I'll take off and run for 20. And then you never can hit him because Russell will never take a hit because he's so smart. And then he also just sticks the ball out for an extra yard just to add insult to injury every single time he goes out of bounds. And (laughs) and he's got the same. They both have the same um, passion for playing. So they're. They're always up. They're always positive. It's it's they, they were difficult at the college level for us. It was probably Cam, you know, when we played him in the national championship, because, it, you know, it was like the first time you ever see Cam in person. You're, you know, he looks like Charles Oakley and he's playing quarterback. And you're like, oh, my God, like this is the quarterback. You know, he's bigger than anybody we have on our defensive line. So um, and then the combination of how well I, the thing that impressed me the first time I saw Cam is how well he threw the ball. You would think, all right. 
this is Brandon Jacobs back there, and they're just going to run quarterback power all the time. But he, he can really spend it. He's one of the best. We played him in the NFL also. He's one of the best deep ball throwers I've seen. So, um, you know, Bill's got a the, – the Patriots are the real deal with Cam at quarterback. But did you face uh, Brady? Yes. And did – you didn't have – you didn't come away with that same impression that you had with Aaron Rodgers. No, let's not get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather say something negative about USC right now? (laughs) We're we're just hopeful we can get on the field to play a game. We're all all in a happy place right now. But Tom was, I mean, Tom's phenomenal too. It's, it's, there's, there's so many when they're playing at that high a level, we played Peyton and that was just a clinic. And, you know, it's, when you get to see those elite guys play, the the Tom Brady's and the Russell Wilsons and Cam and Tom, it's it's hard to beat. But you when know, Peyton, you, that's why everybody says if you have a quarterback, you got a shot. When Peyton goes to the line of scrimmage, and you know on the sidelines that he knows what you're doing, oh, yeah. like <laughs> how how intimidating or frustrating is that? It's we played them in Denver my first year, and. It was second down in the oh, first down, and it was so close to the red zone. And you could tell as he caught the snap, he didn't like the route the receiver was running. So he immediately threw it in the ground like he was spiking the ball. And then he said something to the receiver, ran back to the line of scrimmage in a hurry-up mode, and threw a touchdown pass on us. <laughs> and I was just like, anybody else would have tried that. Well, the receiver ran the wrong route. I'm going to extend this play. Yeah. And – you know, try to see if I can make something out of it. He was like, ah, wrong, throws it in the ground, gets up, next play, <laughs> touchdown. And I was like, wow, I've never seen that before. But he knew exactly what he wanted, and he got the look he wanted, and he knew he was going to score. That That's very difficult to defend. What about the defensive player? Uh, Peyton would talk about how Zach Thomas, like so there are certain defensive players, they would just, whenever he called out something, yeah. he would go, uh, you know, look for the draw, look for the draw. You know, mm-hmm. And he, he said he was one of the smartest players that he, he went against. Is there a defensive player that's the equivalent of Peyton or some of these other quarterbacks? When 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 I was there, it was Luke Keekley. I mean, he could diagnose everything and anything. And, you know, there were checks you put in that game, and he was calling out the check. I was like, that's the first time we've used that check. Like, how does he know that? Like, But he was just such an instinctive linebacker. You know, you try to do some things in terms of how you hand it off and make it look like a counter move, but you run an inside zone and you fool him once. You call it one. You call it another time, thirty-five plays later, and you didn't fool him, and he's in the backfield for two-yard loss. And the same kind of look that Aaron would give you, smiling like, "Hey, you got me once, but you're never going to get me twice." But Kiki was Keekley was like that. It's great to talk to you. You got a smile on your face. Hopefully, we got <laughs> football coming up here. We got our fingers crossed. So we we hope that. On November 7th, we could have a bratwurst. Well, hopefully it's a victory bratwurst. Yes. Thank you, Coach. Great to talk to you guys. That's uh, Chip Kelly, UCLA head coach. Yeah, Getting started November 6th and 7th there in the Pac-12. You just hold your breath because there's there's no guarantees here. None whatsoever. But at least they're trying. And that's it goes back to what happened, you know, when I told you the news that Pac-12 and Big Ten were shutting down. I just didn't think that they tried hard enough I didn't know what plan B or plan C was. It just felt like they looked at the data and said, we're not going to play football. It's not safe. I understand that. And, and, and taking the safety precautions and protecting these student athletes, that's what you're supposed to do. And not going to the bottom line of, hey, no matter what, we're going out there. Even if we uh, run a risk here, we got to make money here. They didn't you know, uh, have that approach. But I wanted them to at least explore all options there. 
And that was the only knock that I had on both of those conferences. But they're going to try to make this work. They're going to play six games, seven games. Then maybe there's a bowl game. Maybe somebody gets in in the final four, at least consideration there. But where we are now, if we, if we uh, you know, come back to this, re- revisit this uh, topic in a month, who knows where we are? How many teams are going to have to postpone games? University of Houston has had five games postponed. I, I think they're undefeated, <laughs> but they've had five games postponed. And it feels like when it happens, like I think the University of Charlotte ran out of offensive linemen and they couldn't field a team, something crazy. This is going to happen. It's going to happen in all of these conferences. It feels like we're going to have one of those moments where a team goes, can't play. And we shouldn't be surprised. It's, it's like baseball when I said, maybe you get everybody playing 60 games. Maybe. you sort of All you want to do is get to the finish line. Baseball, all they wanted to do was whatever it took, come hell or high water, we want to get into the postseason. Because then we can, you know, bubbleize our players and our teams. We can quarantine them. We, we can control them a little bit more. That's all they cared about. NBA, all they cared about. Just put them in the bubble. Don't let them out. You know, football's not able to do that. The NFL has done a great job, but they've been able to pretty much survey the entire landscape here. College football is going to have a very difficult time. Notre Dame canceling their game against Wake Forest. And then you're going to reschedule that. And, you know, the Pac-12 and Big Ten, they don't have bye weeks. If, if you have a game canceled, that's it. Game's canceled. You're not going to make it up. And then you're going to try to, you know, stumble to the finish line. And maybe you get a team that qualifies to play for the national championship. All right, we'll take a break. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't I mean, even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, 
a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If you like where Mercedes-Benz has been, you're going to like where they're going. With a full range of EVs now available at your local dealer, Mercedes-Benz is turning electric completely on its head. Experience the all-electric EQB, a versatile luxury SUV that can seat as many as seven. The brilliantly advanced and superbly equipped EQE SUV, positively alive with groundbreaking technology. The inspired EQE, the electric sedan with energizing comfort features that recharge you. The boundlessly capable EQS SUV, a vehicle that takes luxury and innovation to places they've never been before. And of course, the magnificent EQS, the flagship of all EVs, delivering the Mercedes electric experience on a truly epic scale. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at your local dealer or mbusa.com slash EQ. I made an executive decision here at 1047 East Coast time. Let's get those brats off the trigger. Throw a little homemade mustard on there. We got some sauerkraut. This is pretty good. Yes, Paul? I think I might miss tailgating as much as I miss the college football games themselves. Mm. Not being able to go to a tailgate this fall, it's almost impossible. Yeah. They, you, you can go to some games. There's places where you go to games, but the tailgating is almost uh, eliminated. McLovin, update the poll results if you can. Uh, should college football expand to eight teams? It's up to 79% say yes. So everybody's down with this. Yeah, I understand, but I, I don't know what what's holding it up. If everybody understands during these times that if you can have more teams. Now, if you're going to have the bowl games, then it's different. They don't want to take away from the bowl games. Like they... Uh, I was told, you know, they, they have to have and maintain the uh, bowl game schedule. But if you can get eight teams in there, and everybody's going to qualify. So it's not like you have to win six games, but uh, the integrity of those bowl games is at stake here, apparently. All right, uh, let me see. So we'll talk to uh, Michael Thompson, Laker radio analyst. He'll join us coming up. Pac-12, Mountain West, they're playing this fall. The Mid-American Conference will decide either today or tomorrow, from what I'm told. But it looks like they're going to try to do the same thing, maybe play six regular season games and then do what everybody else is doing with the Pac-12 and Big Ten and then have that seventh uh, game, which is everybody playing on that weekend, like a, a championship Saturday. Must win games this weekend for NFL teams. Also, I need uh, the updated NFL MVP odds because my guy Kyler Murray is moving up here. Although Josh Allen is, Josh Allen might be a better investment 
But McLovin, if you can find the odds there, because uh, Kyler Murray has jumped a little bit. Back in August, he was listed as a long shot for the MVP. Now he's tied with Dak Prescott for the fourth best odds to win the MVP. But Josh Allen, I think, was because they're you have to win to be the MVP. Can you remember when an MVP, a quarterback, won the MVP and he didn't play on a playoff caliber team? Like you, you have to make the playoffs. Yes, McLevin. So Russell is a favorite now at three fifty. Yeah. Then Lamar Jackson at five hundred. Patrick Mahomes at five fifty, and then it's a tie with Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott. Yeah. Are you a little nervous that uh, yes. so Russell was third coming in, I think, second or third, and now he's first? Where is Josh Allen on the list for MVP? Josh Allen is plus uh, 2,500, right behind Cam Newton, who is uh, right behind Kyler Murray. So Cam Newton is sixth, then Josh Allen's seventh. That's early for Cam Newton. I didn't realize that was happening. I didn't know that either. But where's Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers Rogers feels like he would be a good bet. Well, okay, Rodgers. I got Rodgers fourth here. Yeah, you're right. I see Rodgers at fourth. Oh, okay. 1400. Then he might not be a bargain. But if I was going to buy, I would uh, buy Cam Newton and Josh Allen. Sorry, I see Rodgers behind, right behind Dak and Kyler. So in this list, I'm looking at oh, okay. six. Right ahead of, uh, yeah, sorry, I jumped ahead with Cam and Josh Allen. But Josh Allen, don't people expect the Bills to be a winning team now? Isn't yeah. that kind of where we land with them? Yeah, but that's why he's an MVP candidate. If if he puts up these good numbers, but they're not a, a you know win their division, then he's not going to be MVP. Kyler Murray has to make the playoffs. Yeah, McLovin. Are the Bills a favorite in the AFC East now? I think they are, but I don't know if those odds have been upgraded after what we saw with Cam the first two weeks. Not sure. Okay, must-win situation this weekend. And then we have to define one, what is a must-win-ish situation here. Is somebody going to lose their job? Uh, is, is the team not going to make the playoffs if they lose this weekend? So Atlanta's 0-2, and they host Chicago. That feels a little mustish for Dan Quinn. Yeah, felt see. like we needed a little NFL music oh, for oh, uh, thank you. mustish win weekend. game breakdown. Yeah. I would say Atlanta at home against the Bears, even though the Bears are undefeated, that feels a little mustish for uh, Dan Quinn. Yes, McLovin. But hasn't hasn't that ship passed? I don't think anyone. I think the Falcons are not even in a must win because I think they're they're done. No, for him to hold on to his job, even that, like I don't think anyone takes them at all seriously. Philadelphia at home against Cincinnati is that mustish for coach and quarterback to beat the Bengals at home? Yes, McLovin. Try a whole city's morale. Uh, they just learned Jalen Rager's out to November, too, the rookie wide receiver. Mm. It, it'll be chaos in Philadelphia. Here's another one. Minnesota at home hosting Tennessee. Tennessee is the favorite going into Minnesota. Is that mustish for Kirk D. Cousins? Houston at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh favored uh, by four. That doesn't feel, well, I don't know. It feels like Houston will end up winning that division no matter how they start. Uh, Vegas at New England. 
What if New England loses that game? Like, we're all caught up in Cam Newton and Bill Belichick's done it again. And if they go one and two and lose to Vegas, they're six-point favorites, by the way. How about New Orleans hosting Green Bay? Is it if they would lose or how they would lose? If Drew Brees doesn't have another good game, big game, Aaron Rodgers comes in there and plays well, New Orleans is favored by three. But... Without Michael Thomas, any other must-ish win uh, games this weekend? Yes. Just a quick note, 0-3 teams via stats, only four have made it since 1990. And the Texans were the last one to do it in 2018. But we expanded the playoffs, though, this year. Point. So right. You might as well throw that out. Yeah, you throw out the records. Yes, Tom. What about the Broncos-Bucks? Are we already wrote off the uh, okay. What if they beat Tom Brady in the book? I, I, I think that that's interesting. If the Buccaneers lose, are you calling the upset? I am not calling the upset. But I do want to know what we think of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers if somehow they go into Denver and lose to a team that has all those injuries and no Von Miller, no starting quarterback. All right. Two hours in the books, one more to go. We're going to talk to Michael Thompson two-time NBA champ, Lakers radio analyst. We'll dissect what the Lakers did last night and look ahead to the NBA Finals as well. That's coming up, final hour, Dan Patrick Show. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 